Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So do you want to go first or shall I go first? Number five. Um, you go first. Go okay. Right, my number five, and I I didn't know where to, where to put him, Um, whether it's five, four, hmm. or three, or something like that. But I've gone, at number five, I've gone for Steve Bruce. And remember that this countdown is who we think um, is in contention to get the job, not who we think personally would be a good choice. So I personally, I wouldn't choose, you know, as a fan. I'm not saying I think it should be Steve Bruce. I'm just saying I think he is a potential contender. And the reason, one of the reasons for that, is um, to do with his experience in, in management. Nothing nothing to do with him as a player, because um, we've seen what happens when an ex-Man United player has come in um, and it hasn't gone well. So nothing to do with him being a, a player. Um, quite a lot to do with his experience, but also a big factor is that he has worked with Mark Bowen I think it was at Crystal Palace and Birmingham. So I think Mark Bowen was assistant to Steve Bruce at Crystal Palace and Birmingham. I might be wrong, but I think that's right. So I've got Steve Bruce as my number five, as somebody I think who could be in with a shout of of getting the job. How about you, Johnny? Who's your number five? Similar, actually. Again, you know, fans might not like it, but he's a bit of a dark horse, Mick McCarthy. Um, you know, experience galore. Yeah, they didn't work out with Blackpool came in short term this year. But they'll look at someone like that because of, of their knowledge of the game, their experience of, of managing. Um, whether they're hungry or not is a different question for the job because you know he's been around a long time. But as a you know, like you say with, with Bruce, I you know, those kind of managers seem to go around the block and get job after job after job. So that's a possible, you know, again, it depends what route they go down, but it's certainly those two people we've mentioned. I, I, I wouldn't rule them out as a, a, a something they might go for. If they're looking for somebody for a quick fix, maybe to get try and get them up, you know, and yeah. throw, throw money at it. I, I, I don't know. We don't know the owners, but like that, that kind of approach, you know, has been used with Bruce before and McCarthy. You know, they're, they're those kind of managers, they know, they know the game. Yeah, I, I hope what I what I do hope, what a lot of Reading fans I think do hope is they're not gonna do what you've said there, Johnny, and, yeah. and throw money at it and and you know do it as a short term thing. I think now is a really good opportunity. And I know you're not saying you think this is gonna happen, um, but um I, I think now is a really good opportunity to have a rebuild and and get someone in um more of a kind of medium to long term plan. And it might be that they're not there in three, four, five years. But the most important thing is to, you know, not... I I don't think the priority is to get promotion next year. I think the priority is to put good foundations in place 
and and you know if we finish in if we finish and we've had a challenge for the playoffs and it do, doesn't quite work out but you can see the progress yeah i th- i think it's about putting the right foundations in place and i think the manager is one part of that jigsaw so actually considered Mick McCarthy he was on my longer list yeah yeah um I think it's if the owners are listening to Mark Bowen, you know they, they've yeah. they've done it their own way to a point now where they throw money on it as it works. Are they are they going to listen to good football people at last and actually go yeah. right? Well, yeah, we are going to be patient. We are going to take our time. We are going to actually build for the future and do it properly. Or are we going to go, you know, like we have done season after season, gamble, throw money and got absolutely nowhere near promotion? Um, yeah, well, that's you know, that's why that's why we're. You know, we've we've had the problems that we've had because yeah. that's happened. And yeah. I, I think I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because the story um that that came out is that um Mark Bowen recommended um to the owners that um Paul Lynch should be sacked in February and that didn't happen. Whether or not that's that's true, yeah. don't know. Uh but that that's the that's the story that, that came out. If that is the case, that that's quite interesting. Because on the one hand, you could say, well, um, you could say that that's a negative because they ignored that advice. But on the other hand, you could see that as a positive. And we don't know what's happened. We don't know how true that story was or what actually happened. But they might have been thinking, no, we're going to show a bit of loyalty here. And then it got to the point yeah, we kind of need to do something about it now. Um, and I think at that stage, and this is partly in hindsight, yes, Noel Hunt gave the team a bit of a lift, but if your aim is to to stay up, then, you know, and I, I don't mean Neil Warnock, but um, you kind of like what Leeds have done with Sam Allardyce. I don't know what, but the the point I'm making is that does that mean by not sacking Paul Ince in February, they've shown a bit of loyalty. So can you see that as a positive moving forward that they're actually going to give the next manager they appoint some time and they're going to look at it medium as part of a medium to long-term plan? I think that's important. Hopefully. Um, so my number four, you've already mentioned him. I think John O'Shea has got a chance. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons I say that is that, uh, if you think of, let's say Vincent company as an example, um, coming in, done a really good job. John O'Shea is well liked, well respected as a coach at Reading. He's obviously got the connections with Ireland. I could see him, you know, even if he's not the manager, um, perhaps he's got a, a chance of either being the manager or the or the assistant. But again, it comes back to what I said before. Um, y- your assistant is somebody that your manager chooses a lot of the time. So I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence on that one. I think that's a, possibly a 50-50 Um but also, he's kind of in the club at the moment. He's available. Um, so, yeah, I've got him at number four. Um, so, who's, who's your number four, Johnny? Um, gone for Neil Critchley. Again, I, someone whose kind of reputation's probably been a bit, a bit tarnished with roles. But I think the owners will look past mistakes or, you know, if somebody's been sacked because there's so many managers in football that have been sacked. It, it's it's someone with a reputation that can build a team for them, someone that they'll look at character-wise. And I just think that the way that the football world's working at the minute, he'd be somebody that's on their radar um, as a, oh, they, you know, is kind of, is available, which is always handy. Is someone that, you know, has, has worked at a high level, coaching-wise. Is somebody that, you know, obviously those conversations that they have with any of the people that they choose, they'll get that vibe or whatever that they feel is the right fit for the club. So he'd be, you know, and again, for every Critchley, there'd probably be about 10 that could be similar. And I'm sure you'd have had 10 others on the list that you could go, well, it could be him, him and him for the yeah. same reasons. You know, and that's 
that's that's where we're at. And I think, you know, um, that's why I've kind of gone for him. Yeah, and and, uh, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there there were probably at least another 10 names, Neil Critchley, Critchley and people. I, I, I mean, my sort of choice instead of Neil Critchley as a possible contender was, you know, people like, um, uh, just go back to my original list. So, Paul Lambert and Michael Appleton. Yeah, yeah. Kind of principle, but... Yeah, um, so they've been there, been around the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we're coming into the, the top top threes now. Um, so this next person is my number three. And just just uh, clarification again, these aren't our personal choices. These are uh, a names that we think genuinely might be in contention. And we don't know, we have no inside knowledge. Um, but I think this manager um, could be a contender, um, Nathan Jones. So obviously, if you if you go on what happened recently at Southampton, um, then it didn't look great. Some of the things he said um, didn't sound great. I think after his first game, he came out and apologised to the fans. Not the greatest start. Um but if you look at what he did at Luton and you compare that to where Reading are now, he sort of has already proved that he can do what Reading need, if that makes sense. So that's why I've got him in at number three. Um, how about you? Who's your number three? Just mentioned him. <laughs> Nathan Jones as well, actually, funny enough. Yeah, for, for the same reasons. reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's had a, you know, he didn't do well at Stoke, didn't do well at Southampton. Maybe, not saying he's out of his depth, Maybe it's the wrong time. You know, you don't know what goes on at football clubs behind the scenes. But at this level, what he's done with Luton, and he's also, I think, very... I've read somewhere, I could be wrong, Mark Bowen rates him, speak, you know, speaks highly of him. Yeah. They have a connection. You know, it's a connection that, you know, again, beggars can't be choosers at the minute. We, we've got to be looking at someone that's right fit for the, where we're at, and we're League One. And we need yeah. someone that knows League One. He does. And he knows how to get teams out of League One. Yeah, and and build long term. So yeah, he's a, he'd be a definite again. You know, not maybe a lot of people's choices. Fans, we're talking about what's what they might go for, and I think he's again a fit of a manager that yeah. would be suited for Reading at the minute. And I think there's a perception about him, and people have got that perception without realizing how good he is as a as a coach, mm. and a manager, um, and you know what he did at Luton speaks for for itself mm. um i think a, a lot of people don't like the sound of nathan jones coming in because of their perception of him um in the post-match interviews at um his time at southampton and yeah. obviously the results as well but and a lot of know, pressure wasn't he under a lot well, of pressure and you that that impacts on look, if you you know uh People are good at some things and they're not good at other things. Like that goes for everybody in all yeah. life. Yeah. One of the things that Nathan Jones is is good at, and he's proved that, is um doing what I did at a club like Luton on, as I understand it, a small budget, um, you know, compared to other clubs in the division. What he's not good at is um public speaking. Um, if he if he can communicate well with the players and he can get you know get them to buy him what what he does, that's more important than his post match interviews. Yeah, absolutely. So, and obviously, and he's obviously you know he's done that. He's, he's worked. He's got you know a team yeah. like Luton, and he's probably built the foundations into where they are now. You know, playoffs in the championship. Yeah. Um. You know, and the, and the play the players. The one thing that Reading need at the minute is they, want, they need players that want to play for a manager. And you need that mentality where they're yeah. all in it together. But we used to have again going back to the old days, and that's where you know we need a manager that has that that approach and that. And also, and he's one of those that has that. Yeah, and also to understand and buy into that plan. Yeah. So everyone's got to be on the same side. You you've got to not only know what what you're doing and and how you fit into that jigsaw. Um, but you've got to buy into that. You've got to have that belief, and that comes that comes from the manager. And yeah. going back, going back to the you know the perception, um, made me think of Ian Holloway. Hmm. 
people a lot of people remember um and he's not in my top five by the way but um a lot of people remember Ian Holloway being a bit wacky you know quite funny in his um post-match interviews but actually did you know did really well so yeah same with Warnock isn't it you know everyone goes yeah. oh, I don't like Warnock I don't like the way he comes across but He's not. You're not. He's not managing you. He's managing the team, and the team yeah. work for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what a team wants, isn't it? Yeah. So um, down to the the top two. So as I say, repeating myself now that that these are who we think might be serious contenders. So interesting that we've both got Nathan Jones at number three. We might be completely wrong, but we obviously think there's a possibility there. My number two. And actually, my number two and my number one changed places uh-huh. several several times, um, but I've I've kind of stuck to my number one, uh, and I I did put this this person my number two choice at number one for a while, um, but he's back in second place on my list mm. now. Is Chris Wilder? Mm. Uh, one of the reasons is just because. Um, he's currently the bookmaker's favourite, but there's certain factors when it comes to odds. Um, one of the factors is that people are betting on that particular manager. So that's why odds come down. And one of the reasons that people are betting on it is there's been some stories come out in the last couple of days that Chris Wilder's in contention. So that then affects the odds because people start betting on him. Um, he was as low as three to one on at one point. Um, when when you get a manager that's odds on, it kind of it can indicate that there's truth in that. Um, if you get a manager that gets down to sort of eight nine to one on, then that's often a sign that this is an imminent appointment. Um, but I see he's gone back to evens now. Um, so I think the reason he's probably gone back to evens is because not as many people are, are betting on him. Um, I, I think I think he would be a good choice for Reading. Um, he's available. Uh, he's obviously had success. You know, think of what he did with Sheffield United. Um, I think the fact that he's, you know, the the odds and odds on favourite. Um, I, I think that could come from the fact that Reading may well be talking to him. But I also think that he's one that people have found out about among others. So I think there will be certain managers that Reading are interested in talking to that we don't know about yet. And as soon as another one comes out. So Chris Wilder kind of came out of the blue, didn't he, a couple of days ago as... Um, for a while, it was Carl Robinson, wasn't it? And then it was yeah. John O'Shea, and, yeah, and it's, it's um, just a, a just a name. It'll, yeah. just, it'll keep going until they actually name the manager. Well, they'll, so there'll be someone. Look. There'll be someone tomorrow that will yeah. come out of the blue who will be the new favourite, and then that'll carry on going until yeah. and until you know whenever it is a couple of weeks, um, the new manager's appointed, and then we'll be talking about something else. So Chris Wilder's my number two, and I think he may well be one of the names that is in actual serious contention to get the job. So he's my number two. How about you, Johnny? I think it's, again, like, you know, it's a type of manager. i got to Richie Wellens because I think Reading might also, you know, again, it's what they go for. Someone that's up and coming, like uh, Sumacher at Plymouth, you know, he would have been a great manager. I think Knack, they're looking for a, a young progressive manager taking the team forward. You know, what he's done with uh, Orient's huge. Is he then looking, you know, to, to make a step up to a bigger club? Not too big to jump from Orient to the championship, but to yeah. go from progress to Orient to Reading, take his journey on without gambling too much. You know, it, then then Reading's the perfect fit. Again, you know, managers' odds on the bookies could mean absolutely anything. Um, there's obviously, you know, no smoke without fire. With some of these names, others you're going, okay, you're just digging the same names out because that's what you do. But yeah. someone like him, I think they would certainly look at as 
yeah, if that's the way that we're going to go, he'd be one of probably, you know, there'll be a few others out there, I'm sure, that might come in randomly that you go, um, yeah, he's done. Joey Barton at Bristol Rovers yeah. could be, a, you know, we, yeah. I'm saying that, but someone that's got a point to prove, someone that wants to take the next step, that are hungry to, to improve managers. So he would be my number two for that reason. Yeah, and, and actually, um, I mentioned him earlier, and and he was in my top five um, at, at one point, and then um, I actually swapped Richard Wellens and Nathan Jones around. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. I think you know he's taken, uh, he's won the League Two title with um, Leighton Orient, and previously with was it Swindon? Um, I guess I think so. When I, my name. But no, just, he's one. He's one league two with yeah. two clubs. He's just one league two with Leighton Orient. Yeah. So yes, they're both playing uh, in League One. But I, I do think it, it would be a step up. Uh, Leighton Orient fans obviously wouldn't wouldn't think yeah. so. That's understandable. But I think you know, um, there are they've just been in League Two. Reading have just been in the Championship. Um, not that long ago that Reading were in the Premier League. And I think, again, it comes back to um, it's an opportunity to build your own team yeah. at Reading. So I think I think for a number of reasons, it would be a step up. It would be progress. So um, I, I could actually, I wouldn't be massively surprised if he is, you know, on, on the shortlist at least. Um, and then is it is it a case of is he interested? So we've already mentioned Phil Parkinson. We don't think that there's a, a chance of that happening in reality because of what's going on at Wrexham. Um, but again, you could say, well, that's a step up. Yeah, you know that uh, uh, he would be a really popular choice, I think. Although if you look back at um, his previous management experience. I'm talking about Phil Parkinson yeah. now. Um, yes, of course, he's been successful at Wrexham and he's had some success b before, but not at every club. Yeah. Um, but then you could kind of... Any manager, isn't it? The, man <laughs> the, managers, the managers that yeah. are, you know, successful everywhere they go, apart from Dylan Kerr, it seems. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're the ones that are not available or they're going to Premier League clubs. But... Um, yeah, I, I can see Richie Wellens, you know, being on the list of contenders and, and potentially being in, actually interested mm. in the role for the reasons that we mentioned. So that's your number mm. two. Yeah. So it comes to my number one. Um, so I put him in at number one and then I put in um, Chris Wilder at number one and then put this person back to number two. And then just before we started recording, I've put him back in at number one. <laughs> um, and it's Mark Hughes. And the reason I mention Mark Hughes is a lot to do with his um, connection with Mark Bowen. So I think I'm right in saying that Mark Bowen has been assistant manager to Mark Hughes at about seven or eight clubs. So he was assistant manager to Mark Hughes at Wales, I think. Um, and he was also assistant manager to Mark Hughes at Blackburn, Man City, Fulham, QPR, Stoke and Southampton. And he's currently Bradford manager. So it's interesting. He's got a job, same as Richie mm. Wellens. Um, one advantage that um, Chris Wilder's got and that Reading have got with Chris Wilder is that he's available. So it might be that Mark Bowen has, because he knows Mark Hughes really well, he's he's rung Mark Hughes and said, Mark, are you interested? And Mark Hughes, no, I'm going to stay at Bradford. We don't know. That, yeah. that may be how the conversation went. Uh, it might be that they've already spoken. So... Um, he took a big drop. Everyone was surprised when he went to Bradford, wasn't it? You know, from where he was, you know, he'd been around the championship yeah. and then all of a sudden he was at Bradford, I think. And he, he, was at, he believed in the owner. Yeah, and he was at Man City when the new owners came in, wasn't he? He was he yeah, was the manager. Yeah. And then um so he it was um 
So he didn't win the title with Man City, but he was there just before. Yeah, the been QPR, been around. He's, been, he's another one that's been around the block a lot, hasn't he? You know, and again. Yeah. So obviously, I've got I've got three ex-Man United players on my list. I, I could see a possibility we'll have another ex-Man United player as a manager. That's out of the frying pan into the fire, maybe. But um, anyway, mainly because of the connection with Mark Bowen and the fact that that he's at Bradford and it would be progress. And I think part of the appeal is because it's Reading, big mm. club in League One. Um, and Reading are a big club in League One because the last 21 years they've been in the Championship and the mm. Premier League. Um, so I think that's part of the appeal. I think actually more important to somebody coming in, and I think a, a really big part of the appeal and why we might get... Um, we might get somebody, um, you know, a really good manager in, is because they see the opportunity here. So not only do they see an opportunity to help take the club forward, um, but also they see an opportunity that they can create that identity. You know, they can build that. Mm. Thing. I think that's a massive part of the appeal. Um, and I think the fact that those two know each other so well I mean, what's that like? Seven, eight clubs where they've yeah. been manager, assistant manager. I, I, I can see that happening. So I can see, I can see Nathan Jones. I can see Chris Wilder. I can see Mark Hughes, Rich, Richie Wellens as well. Uh, and it'll be none of them. <laughs> well, exactly. exactly. Uh, and who's your, who's your number one, John? We just mentioned him there again, Chris Wilder. And I think the reason why I, he just he reminds me of Steve Coppel in the way that you know he builds teams. Um, you know, he's done it with Sheffield United through the leagues. Um, yeah. He knows he knows the game. Yep, he's had a couple of you know not so great you know roles. But I think when you're going in as a manager short term, like he's done at Watford, they're not your players. They're not the team that you've developed. That you know he's trying, he's going in to to do a job. I think that's yeah. probably the best. It's not like he's going in to build. And so if, if he's, you know, something like, again, it's, it's one of those managers that's been there, done it a little bit. It's whether he wants it, whether he's hungry enough. Um, again, like you say, it's, it's, it's a huge job for someone to make a name for themselves, to yeah. put Reading back where they belong and to make the club a forward club again, you know, like yeah. like Steve did, like Pards did. Um, and then, you know, it, it's... It, it can go back to where it was. It's a rebuild to start again. But I think he's he's got the knowledge, you know, he he's good he's got the experience of of you know at all levels. He, he knows how to manage his players, he knows how to, you know, get results, he knows how to get teams out of the leagues. And that that's that's what you need, you know. Um and, and if he's if it's again it's somebody all of these people we've mentioned, it's like selling them a project, isn't it? It's yeah. like you know, you're you're gonna be part of this project. It's not like we've had a certain agent involved and he's, they're going out and picking players and the manager's kind of stuck to them. This needs to be a recruitment, like the old days, like when Nicky Hammond was involved, Steve Koppel, McDermott. Yeah. It's a team, it's a, it's a, yeah. a management approach. You've identified yeah. him, right, we'll get him, not get him because of his attitude. That, I know it's a different world 20 years on now, but that mentality doesn't change and that's what we need to get back. And, and it's, get it started, isn't it? Start early yeah. now over the summer, recruit, 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 and then see where we're at. So it's very much a, 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 a team, yeah. um, which includes the manager, the assistant manager, Brian Carey, Mark Bowen. Um, that's that's very much a collective. Yeah. And it's worked for Reading before and it, and it can work again because we haven't, I don't think we've had that for, you know, a long time, you know, that... that yeah that on and off the pitch approach, which is successful. And, and you know, hopefully Bowen, you know, he's, he's learned his lessons and, and he's, yeah. he's he's making that happen. So, you know, that's that's be someone that I think is a good fit for where we're at at the minute and what we I need think to so. do. I but, think so. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a hard one to pick, but it, it, well, it has to be right. Well, look, let, let's... Um... Let's go down the the list again. So here's my here's my five to one, and then then you do yours, Johnny. And there's the two names that that stick out from both of these lists. So my number five was was Steve Bruce, partly because he's uh, worked with Mark Bowen 
um, at Crystal Palace in Birmingham. Number four, John John O'Shea, uh, who's at Reading at the moment. Number three, Nathan Jones, um, mainly because of what he did with Luton. Number two, Chris Wilder. I agree with you, Johnny. I think I think he would be potentially a good fit for Reading, and I think that's the right the right way to do it. Who who's going to be a good fit? Um, and I, you know, I can see that working. Obviously, we don't know. And number one, Mark Hughes, and it's mostly because of the connection with Mark Bowen. They, they've yeah. been manager and assistant manager at Wales and seven or eight clubs. So that's the reason why I've got Mark Hughes at number one. So um, what's your five to one again, Yeah, Johnny? so again, it's Mick McCarthy, again, because of the experience in the league, whether they go for somebody with an old head like that that could do a job. Neil Critchley, because of potential maybe that you know his coaching background and, and somewhere you know some a bit left field um number three that we agreed on Nathan Jones has been gone too long um again for the like the same reasons you said he's been there done it can build a team um Richie Wellens up and coming manager wants to go to the next level and number two and then Chris Wilder at number one because yeah he could be the fit that you know ticks the boxes for yeah. for, for the you know for Bowen and everyone else that we need now um, you know, and it's, it's it'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting to see where they go and for what reason who they yeah. pick. Um, because it's huge. It's like you say, it's a huge job for anyone that wants in football. Yeah, yeah, and and big I big stadium. You know, potential to get crowds in, play good football, build a team from pretty much scratch, which I don't think many managers get a chance to do, do they? You know, it's yeah, and and look, if you look at if you kind of um, picture it in your mind next season and the manager talking to the media after the games, I can see that being Chris Wilder. Mm. I, can, I can picture that in my head. Um, Nathan, Nathan Jones... Um, Might need a bit of practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's interesting. So Nathan Jones, we both chose at number three. And, yeah. and just to clarify again, these are our top five of who we think are potentially contenders to actually get the job, not our own personal five yeah. choices. Uh, like you said, Mark, we could have gone on, we could have had a list of 10, we could go for 20, oh, yeah. and you could go, you could, you could say on any one of them that there's a reason why they could be. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many managers out there that... But it's interesting that we both had Nathan Jones at number three and we both had Chris Wilder in the top two and he was at my number one choice for a yeah. while. Then, yeah. then I thought, do you know what? I've, I, could, I can see it happening, but I've been swayed by... Um, the odds and David Artel, who came yeah, up, yeah, don't pay attention to the odds, yeah, and connections as well. Like you're saying, I didn't, you know, I didn't think of obviously Mark Hughes yeah. as a standout one, but there, there is, just, you know, football is a game like that where it's a bit clicky, isn't yeah. it? It's who you know, and if you're, you know, your mate looking for a job, all right. <laughs> well, if you, if your mate's looking for a job and he's the right fit, yeah, for the yeah. job, so it's it's interesting with Mark Hughes because you know, if if you're giving your mate a job. Mark Hughes would be the obvious choice, but only if Mark Hughes is the right fit. That that's I'm sure yeah. that's what um Brian Carey and um Mark Bowen are talking about. Who who's the right fit, or or you hope so. Um, yeah, and I think they've done the homework. I think they'll be doing the homework for a lot longer than the last two days, three days on what what's the possibilities yeah. of what we need. Probably, probably since this time last year, they've been yeah, they've put in a plan in place you you would hope so anyway yeah um so that that'd be interesting i have got a note here at the bottom i mentioned it at the start you've mentioned it i think there is as much chance of uh mark hughes chris wilder and nathan jones getting the job as there is of somebody that we haven't mentioned mm. um and i think that might be you know the roberto de Zerbi, um effect it might be it depends. I mean, how long has Brian Carey been in a head, as head of recruitment? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One year. He came, he came from Spurs, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Last summer. Yeah. So yeah, just under. So a year. he's he's. I my guess is he's got a network of yeah. scouts in Europe, possibly further afield. Yeah. Um. You look at. I know we're. I know it's Scotland, but you look at like. Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, or, and I was going to say another one there. There's someone maybe like Steve Corica at Sydney. If you you might go left field and go for a manager that you know has been in English football, yeah, but not as a manager. Let's, um, let, let's just so so. I think there's a very good chance we might 
not i don't mean this as a, as a negative at all i'm just saying if you if you look at roberto deserbi at brighton as an example of this it might be that they've identified someone who's a good fit that we don't know yeah. anything about that's why they're doing that job because they know <laughs> about that stuff we don't so um yeah be interesting i i think at least one or two of those that we've mentioned um partly because they're available as well mm. um so if you're talking about managers with experience the right fit being available you know nathan jones um chris wilder yeah. fit that. Uh, Richie Richie Wellens and Mark Hughes are in jobs at the moment, but you could see that being a, a step up. But could, it could be somebody, you know, who's managing in I don't know Italy or where? yeah, no, yeah, like it, again, like, you know, whoever they choose, you 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 kind of go, well, they've done the homework on this one. It's not been a random agent you choice. So. You hope so. That's, um, whereas I think they know they're on a hiding to nothing now. Really, if they get yes. this badly wrong so it's got to be done properly and and you know and I like you say I, I don't think you can be sitting here in a month's time still waiting for a manager I think you know football moves so quickly now they need to be getting you know yeah. by the end of May at the latest I think you kind of you know got something in place and then you've I obviously think got so. the summer summer so off you, would you expect an announcement within the next two weeks next week or, week I, or? I, if 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 we're going to be starting to plan properly for a new manager to do what he needs to do, then, you know, yeah, at the end, I think contracts and stuff, players have finished it, you know, is it end of June or whatever. Yeah. So you've got, you know, that month then to assess what, what he's got with him, which at the Reading at the minute, it's not a lot of players where yeah. the summer going to stay. Obviously, you know, the likes of Tom Ince, and Andy Carroll and Tom Holmes, Tom Mack, um, Luke Southwood's another, you know, a, a one that's possibly got another contract. Um, you know, he's played League One now in Cheltenham, done a great job. Will he will he be given a sort of a, a second chance because he looked like he was on the way out? Those yeah. things that he's got to assess what, what squad and where he's going to need to get the right players for the right positions at last because we haven't had that for a number of years. It's just been random yeah. loan signings because we needed someone and, 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 you know, we haven't had a shape as a team properly for a long time, you know, whether we need proper wingers, whether we play, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's been just getting anyone to fit in because that's all the options that we have. Uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling positive about the the future now for Reading for the, for the first time in in a long time actually, because I think my gut feeling about the owners, I think they do actually. I get the impression they they kind of do want to do the right thing. They just haven't really figured it out. Until recently. No, and I think they've been badly, you know, badly led by, you know, having that agent involved, Kia, the average on. Um, well, you know, they say he's not involved now. He's still at the game, which doesn't just get on well with fans. But, it, you know, they've said he's not involved and you have to believe him, I guess, because they can't go down that route anymore. We have to recruit properly and recruit players that, you know, the amount of loan signings over the last 10 years that have been random. You know, I, I think I think loans loans are a good thing in moderation because you do get a lot of players who go out on loan. You know, the likes of David Beckham was on loan up, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, players go out on loan and Reading send players out on loan to lower league clubs, sometimes in non-league, um, for their development. So especially with the young players, it works really well. Um, Johnny, just for fun, let's go through some of the names that have been mentioned that we don't think have got any chance. So you meant you mentioned Harry Redknapp. Could you see that being a possibility? I, was, I, I, I just thought it was like other oh guys, but he wants to get back in football. And, and knowing, knowing that the train crash at Reading that we've had, it'd be entertaining. But I don't know, you know, he's he's been out of the game for... How many years has he been out of the game Four, five. If it's less than eight, he's got. I a think chance. it's less than. If it's less than eight, he's definitely. Got, yeah. he's definitely. He's probably top of the list. Um, we got uh, to find a manager who's been out of the game longer than Paul Lintz and give him the job. Uh, let's look at Roy Hodgson. How old is he? Seventy-five. Yeah. yeah. Crystal Palace and Trapattoni. There you go. Get him back. Get on Island uh, manager. Uh, Sam Allardyce. What is he? Late sixties. I don't yeah. know. Might be doing him a disservice here, but um, he's certainly not the youngest. And um, but 
you look at Roy Hodgson and a lot of people looked at that and thought that's a strange appointment, but look at what he's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's obviously he's, he's got, got knowledge. So um, interestingly, Neil Warnock has left Huddersfield, but he said he's not finished with football yet, potentially. Mm. Could, you, could you see that being a possibility? Do you imagine, yeah, can you imagine that one? Yeah, like, he, um, but like he said, he said he actually was offered the job before. He said, and he said nice things. He said some he did say nice things. Like, yeah, I was actually quite surprised. Uh, <laughs> but look, he's you know he's obviously you know, he's done what he's done. You know, he's 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 one of those managers that's proved you know over a long time you know in the game yeah. that he he's successful at what he does. He's never been a top premier manager. You know, he's a QPR, I think. And, that you know, there's certain managers that you no, know, like like you said, Ian Holloway, that they, they're at a certain yeah. point, and then they you know they haven't got the the next step. But that's way beyond our thinking at the minute. We just need someone that knows what they're doing in League One to 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 get the club in the right direction at last. You know, and yeah. like you say, it's stepping stones, isn't it? So so, this, so at this point, we we've done our top fives. Now we're talking about some of the others that have been mentioned. So just just for a bit of fun. Let's have a look who's on the list here. So um uh Sol Campbell has been mentioned. He's on the on the list, but he's he's been at South End, not done very well. Um so I don't think there's any chance of it being Sol Campbell. Tony Adams got mentioned. Yeah. No chance. Here's a, here's a few ones. I'm just going off the betting list here. Like there's some names that yeah. could be interesting to see what happens. Lee Bowyer. Yeah. Neil Lennon. Yeah, Neil Lennon is going to going to mention him. That that'd be interesting. Because um, what about Brendan Rogers? Could you see that coming back to Reading? I could see see him and his big watch coming back to Reading. What just what we need? Um, who knows? Like I, I don't think so. No, it's probably too low for him to go down to. But you know, it's who wants the challenge, isn't it? Who's hungry to prove? Um, just go to see who else we've got on the God, there's some blast in the past here. Gary Monk. Yeah. Let, uh, let's, let, Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton. You know, that's I mean he was he was top, you know, talked about for a while as possible, wasn't he, when he was doing yeah. well. Yeah. Um Jonathan let's, let's, talk, let's talk about some of the, the high profile names. And I think basically what the bookmakers do is they chuck a load of people who are available. Yeah. So, um, Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard, Patrick Vieira. It's not going to be one of those, is it? No, Graham Potter's 66 to 1. He's available. There we yeah. go. <laughs> it's not going to be Graham Potter. Um, Colo Torre, 66 Colo to 1. Colo Torre has been mentioned. And Pete Wilde at Barrows on this is. I don't even know who Pete Wilde is. He's 66 to 1. I'll tell you what, someone mentioned a really funny one. If you haven't seen these, these videos, there's a guy. Reading out a player called Mark White, and there's a manager, a different person called Mark White. I think it's Mark with a C. Yeah. Who's, who's manager of a non-league club. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but they've done a documentary, and he's um, he swears a lot, put it this ah. way. It's quite funny. <laughs> so it's not going to be him, but that's worth... Have a yeah. look. Mark White. I can't remember. He's manager of a non-league club. I'll team. have a look at that. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah. Like... He swears a lot. So, um, Martin O'Neill, there you go. There's a random one for you. Could be a do you know what? Do, do you know what? It's let, let's let's look at the last, and, and obviously, we hope that Reading are, are doing it differently. But if you look at you know, was anyone talking about Yap Stan when he came in? No, was anyone talking about um, anyone? <laughs> who's the ex, who's the ex Chelsea player that was Reading manager, Steve Clark? Steve Clark. He was kind of he was mentioned because he was in the he was in the game at the time and he was doing well. So he was kind of a he was you know I think he left Chelsea. I can't remember he went after then because he was assistant at Chelsea. Went became a manager and then you yeah. know then then decided to go for and change his mind and then now he's up in Scotland hiding. The best example, the best two examples have been the last two managers, Velko Paunovic and Paul Ince. And Gomez before that was a bit random, wasn't Paul he? Paul Ince would not have even got a mention. No. No, no, not if if we were doing this now. Do you imagine sitting down the last, yeah. eight, you know, trying to pick you? Yeah, I think one of one of one of us has said Paulins two years ago. <laughs> You've lost it. Like. Yeah, um, but like, will we shocked again? We'll be sitting here going. When, when I think so. I think there's a very good chance 
that it will be somebody out the blue. And and I actually I thought of Joey Barton because because of the character he is and what he did at, at Bristol Rovers. Because I've got a feeling, I think not this season just finished, but last season. Didn't they go to the last game yeah. of the season? They needed to win 7-0 and they won 7-0. Yeah, yeah. Promoted. So, obviously, a lot of people are thinking, hmm, is there something dodgy going he's, on? He's, he's, he's the younger person, Neil Warnock, I think. You know, he's, he's the kind of the guy you love okay. to, you know, because he's got that abrasiveness about him. But yeah. he's also, he seems to be you know, doing, doing a good job with Bristol Rovers. You know, that's... Yeah, I, I think so. And obviously, you know, Bristol Rovers and Reading... It's not really a local derby, but you know they're not that. It's, it's down the M4, so um, that's you know, and and Cheltenham as well, not too far away from Reading. Yeah. We've got we've got a few local derbies, and um, Bristol Rovers yeah. is one of those. But look, that'd be a step up, wouldn't it? For the same reason as someone yeah. that's just bought Leighton Orient up, Richie Wellens. Like you said, we were saying the other day. I think you know, do do these managers that get to apply for these jobs anymore? Do you send a letter in going? Yeah, sir. Can I? It's, can I just, it's probably agents, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and then they you, they take a look. I, I I think what we hope Reading are doing is, is thinking, well, who, what sort of manager do we want, and who can we get? Who can we afford? Mm. Um, probably done it like me and you, Mark. They've probably sat there in the room, got got pen and paper, and written down fifteen names. Went, um, and the fans are like, no, maybe not. Stick a pin in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pin the tail about, on the donkey. What about John Terry? Because if you if you think about um and by the way, we're not we're not now we don't think these are contenders, we're just having a bit of fun. But um, you know, Wayne Rooney at Derby, Frank Lampard. Wayne was... Rooney, Wayne Rooney's, you know, is a I think he's done a very good job at Derby in the circumstances, you know, and he, he got the players. Any, do you think there's any possibility of him being ready manager or not? He played for Man United. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, like you, you, you know, it, if a manager wants, a, you know, a chance to to do something, then it's an opportunity. It depends, you know, how how big your ego is, how you know, if you think you're better than Reading as a as a, a job wise, uh, you know, Gerrard's and all this. I think for me, you know, you look at somebody like John Terry, and you can kind of think, well, potentially that could work. But then you look at somebody like Richie Wellens or Mark Hughes with his connections with um, Mark Bowen or Nathan Jones. That's a lot more logical, isn't it? Nathan Nathan Jones and... Um, Chris Wilder. Richie Wellens, Chris yeah. Wilder. Yeah. They're more logical. One of the reasons why Chris Wilder's in contention is because he's available. Yeah. So, you know... Maybe Mark Bowen's put that phone call into Mark Hughes. Yeah. Um, maybe Mark Hughes said no straight away. We don't know. There's yeah, uh, someone here, like you say, there might be someone out there that they thought of that's totally off the radar. All this betting thing is just a cover to yeah. Pull. Another one, another you know, another one on the list. So this is the this is the list of betting odds. Kenny Jacket, yeah. Example: Jonathan Woodgate, yeah. But there's a lot of names out there. There's a lot of big names, but like you know. Ince is a big name. Is that does that Nigel mean Atkins. Nigel Atkins? He's he's not now. He's out of running. Unfortunately, he's now got a job at Tranmere. He's a director okay. for football there, like okay. yesterday. Um, Michael you know. Duff. Michael Duff is another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Be interesting to see actually if they printed off a list of your managers available in football now. Full stop. To be here to be here till next month. Let me try to work out. Well, there's, there's other managers. Uh, sorry, there's there's clubs where they are using and and Brighton do this where they use the the money ball approach where they they analyze data. Mm. Um, so they do. So some clubs um, and Brighton do this. They use data a lot. So they use it with players. They use it with with managers. So they they assess like what that the different aspects of what those yeah. players and what and and what Brighton do is they say this is this is our plan. This is the type of manager that we want, and and then they identify the best manager to fit within that criteria. So they don't. I think the the mistake that Reading and a lot of clubs make. Is they just think, oh, which managers are available? Who yeah. do we like? And we don't know why. We don't actually really know why we're 
going for that manager. But I, I think now you hope that with Brian Carey in place, yeah. Mark Bowen in place, yeah. they're actually doing it with a strategic approach. Yeah. Like, a bit like running a business. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has to be the right person that they they, yeah. they want to work with, the right t- for the team. All those things. I'm sure they have a number of boxes that, yeah. you know, one manager that ticks all of them. Some might tick eight of them, seven of them, whatever the number is that they go for. And then they'll find the one that they'll go, yeah, no, that's, that's what we need for all aspects. Yeah. So it's not going to be it's not going to be Graham Potter. I think we've agreed that. Uh, nah. Robbie Fowler's been mentioned because he was manager of East Bengal. And uh, Brisbane, I think he was there for a while. So. Yeah, it's not going to be Robbie Fowler. Um, but yeah, there's a few interesting names, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's, 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 it's interesting. But I think when you always get, you know, it's kind it of is. exciting when you get a new manager no. talk. Do you know what? Before I even looked at any betting lists, um, I, I I don't really like Scott Parker because he I think he tries too hard to look fashionable. Uh, it just reminds me of it reminds me of a Thunderbirds puppet. I'm sorry, I just I just can't get that look out of heaven. The the one of the funniest football related things I've seen is when he got promoted with it was either Fulham or Bournemouth. They did you know uh, the streets you know the um, yeah they, they did a kind of. Um, they had the streets music in the background, yeah. a bit like one of their songs, the way he talks. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at that. So, and then also, um, where's he gone? Uh, the other one I thought of, you mentioned him earlier, Bristol Rovers. Um, Joey Barton. Joey Barton. I thought of him. Um, you know that's that's really inter- that's one of the most interesting things that's happened in football in recent years. You need to win seven nil on yeah. the last game, and you win seven nil. That's interesting, and, yeah. and some people have come out and said, "Hmm, that looks a bit, a bit fishy," but you know maybe they needed to win seven nil, and he said, yeah. "You need." Do you remember when San Marino needed to beat uh, England? Needed mm-hmm. to beat San Marino eight. By eight goals to qualify. Yeah, for and, it, and San Marino scored first. San Marino scored, scored yeah. first. They, they didn't even do it. Yeah. They didn't even do what they needed. I just go, you know, somebody like you know Barton might appeal. Like he's done, he's you know he's done his apprenticeship to management now. If you like, you know, he's done a couple of years. I think you know different clubs. Yeah. And now, you know, and he's maybe learning as he's gone along as well. And he's maybe altering his approach. Whereas somebody like Roy Keane was my way or my way. Whereas somebody like maybe Barton's going, okay, I can't just be that way I have to learn to be a man manager you know and that's the part I think that you know any manager needs is to be able to do differently with different players you can't just be you know kick up the arse manager you need to be the hand around the shoulder you need to be the motivator and all of those things because footballers are different aren't they they're different personalities so that that kind of again the character assessment you know I'm sure they'll look at as a what do they call it emotional intelligence or something where you know that 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 element as a manager that they'll, they'll want you know, clearly, you know, Paul Lintz didn't have that, I don't think, as a, you know, the way you come out and, you know, threw players under the bus. That's not what Reading need. They need a manager that will, you know, there's going to be some bumps, there's going to be some probably bad results, but that's the team in development. Yeah, Chris Wilder has come in for a bit of criticism about the way he talks sometimes as well. Um, by the way, I've just had a look. Uh, Chris Hewton, um, in February, was appointed as head coach of the Ghana national team, so... Uh, it's not going to be Chris Hewton. How do you know Ghana Reading? I, like you know, it's 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 it's, it's a, you, know. I, you know what? <laughs> you know what? If if Chris Hewton had been appointed manager of Ghana a couple of years ago, you know maybe that's a possibility. But it's literally February this year. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know, do we? But uh, no, we don't. Anyway, yeah. so look. Um, we both we both think uh, there's a possibility it's going to be Nathan Jones or Chris Wilder. Um, we both think there's a possibility it could be Richie Wellens. Um, I think there's a possibility it could be Mark Hughes. Johnny, you think there's a possibility it could be Neil Critchley? We or both, anyone that we've not mentioned. Yeah, Come we on. both we both agree that there is probably a very strong possibility that it will be somebody that we've never heard of before, but not yeah. necessarily in a bad way. No, no yeah. look, it'll be someone, you know, I, I, I think, you know, as long as they've done the homework 
and identified what we need and have a plan. We haven't had a plan. We need a plan. The, the manager's got part yeah. of that plan. His plan is to do whatever with the team, build this and build that. Then coming, you know, August will be, you know, we'll judge, start, you know, where the, where the team's at when the seasons begin. Yeah. Now it's an exciting time to to get rid of a lot of dead wood, build, yeah. build a new, we need to new, build a new club, new team, new structure, new everything. Culture. And that's, yeah, culture, yeah. mentality on the pitch, leadership on the pitch. Yeah. You know, we get, again, you know, we've, not had, I don't, you know, captain of the current team come out and say anything after this yeah. season. You know, and I, to me, that's that's poor. You know. So let, you know. let's let's fin let's finish up, Johnny. Uh, so those those were our choices for who we think could get the job. Mm. Um, who would you, if you were doing a top sort of three or a top five um, of who you think would be a good choice, um, and we don't know who's available or. You know who would be interested, but uh, how different would it be? Is there anyone not in the top five who you would like Reading to be considering? I don't know. Like, I, you want a manager that plays good football. You want you want a manager that is, you know, he, he sets his teams out to, to go out and win, um, play on the front. And we haven't had that. We, you know, the football's been yeah. so negative. Um, you know, right, partly because of the recruitment that we've had and all that stuff, and you know, all the things have gone. That's done. It's done. Dust. We're in League One. Move yeah. on. You know, you want a manager that excites us, talks passionately about the game, um, gets the players fired up, gets the team performing. You know, um, get a team that is hard to beat. Get a team that you know is fighting again, and and there's the, you know we've got characters on the pitch that we believe in. That's that's really important, isn't it? You need the right yeah. players. Yeah, and again, that's part of, you know, whatever, you know, the recruitment is, yeah. they're hopefully doing that as well. And that's why the manager needs to be on board as soon as, so he's part of that yeah. process. Let, it's let, his me, team. let me ask you, Johnny, um, if it's Chris Wilder, would you be happy with that? Yeah. yeah I, think I, think, I, good choice. I think, you know, right, if somebody goes, oh, well, it's better than Chris Wilder, who? Who is who is the better than, you, you could say there's a number of managers that are around there, but you're looking for a manager that's been there, done it. As long as they're motivated to do the job, it's not just I'm doing a job because I, I, I've been around football forever and I, I want another payday. You want yeah, a manager I, I, that's passionate. Like, you get somebody left field like Brendan Rodgers. Who knows? You know, he knows the club and whatever else. It's going to be like, Brian, Brendan, off you go. You know, and if they want the job, if they, you know, the, the recruit, you know, Mark Bowen and, and uh, Ryan will know speaking to the managers whether their passion and want they, they, they fit the boxes that they want as a manager you know that's yeah. what you know we don't need somebody who's just a oh i come to reading for a payday and yeah. give me a job and i not really care about the future of the club they need to buy into all of this big picture that we have yeah we haven't even spoken about the the spurs connection and if there's i mean you know i mentioned uh steve bruce and mark hughes because of the connection with mark bowen we don't really know what what network, what connections that um, Brian Carey's got. You Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane to be married. Brian Mason. <laughs> you, don't, yeah, you know. But, um, Glenn Hoddle comes out of retirement after 20 years and that outlasts Paul Lynch. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. I could see it being Chris Wilder. I could see it being somebody like... Richie Wellens, Nathan Jones, um, but I could see it being somebody that we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. All Exciting. right. Okay. Well, thanks, Johnny. That's no worries. It. This episode. Um, we might know in the next few days who the who the next ready manager is going to be. And on tomorrow's episode, we will be joined by uh, a few Reading fans who are going to give their opinions on what they think needs to happen next for Reading, including who they think should be the next Reading manager. So a few of those names are going to come up again. So that's that's tomorrow. And we're hopefully going to be joined by Dylan Kerr, who's currently in the middle of his um, CAF Confederation Cup semi-final. Unfortunately, they lost 2-0 in the first leg in Tanzania last night, but um, they've still got a chance because they've uh, they've got a good record at home. So um, we're hopefully going to be joined with with Dylan Kerr, uh, joined by Dylan Kerr tomorrow. Um, but we are being joined by some Reading fans 
talking about the way forward for Reading. So that's that's on tomorrow night. And uh, we've mentioned so many names, Johnny, that um, for for next Reading manager that we can go. Oh yeah, we we mentioned that one. Should <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned the whole management team? The whole yeah. And, and we still won't get one still, of them. Still probably won't be one of those. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Johnny. No worries, mate. All right. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.